All right, hindsight 2020. This is for NFL Week 15. Post NFL Week 15. Well, sort of post. You know, we do this every Monday. We go over all of the games from the weekend, try to figure out where we saw things well as far as betting the sides in the games, and of course, own up to where we missed things. And this is just, this has been an odd week of football. As I sit here on Monday afternoon, I'm a few minutes away from kickoff in the Raiders-Browns game. And it's one of four remaining football games. Of course, we'll have regular Monday night football this evening between the Vikings and Bears. And then we get two games on Tuesday, uh, games that were, we'll just call them postponed because of COVID concerns, Rams, Seahawks, Eagles football team and you know that's weird enough in its own the oddest thing this weekend for me was a lack of bets placed yesterday I placed zero NFL bets and for the most part I felt pretty good about it there just was not a lot singing to me on the board Uh, I've been really working hard lately on being disciplined. I tend to like to take these big underdogs and they just have not been panning out. I'm trying to get much more selective. Uh, Now, some of the big dogs did cover yesterday. Detroit won the game outright. The Jets were able uh, to stay within the spread despite really being dominated by Miami. Uh, Miami had a couple unfortunate turnovers, but hey, that's how these big dogs stay in the game. Yet still, you had Dallas, far from a perfect game, still get the cover. The Bills, far from a perfect performance, still get the cover. So I was really watching a lot, but not involved in some of these larger point spread games yesterday. Now, here's where I really whiffed. I loved New Orleans. New Orleans, if you listen to Thursday's show, it was one of my one of the few games I really liked going into the weekend. And then some news hit after Thursday about Sean Payton, head coach of the Saints, uh, being put on the COVID list, and, and he would not be on the sidelines to coach during the game. So I decided not to bet, and my thought process was this. New Orleans, the reason I really like to bet on the Saints, one of the top reasons is because of coaching. I feel in the chess match on Sunday, Peyton is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I thought going against the Bucks. Without Sean Payton on the field there to make some of the key decisions, it created an uncertainty that I just wasn't comfortable backing. Now, I've seen this now in a couple of games. I'm reminded of the Browns when they played the Steelers in the playoffs last year. Stefanski wasn't on the sideline. Cleveland wins the game big. 
New Orleans last night, maybe their most impressive victory of the season. Certainly from a defensive point of view, it was outstanding. And I want to get a little upset at myself because it's the old, oh, I should have bet it. I looked for anything to talk me off it. And I will say it was a classic example of a mistake that I had made. I bet the Patriots on Saturday night. And really, I told myself I wasn't going to bet the game unless the point spread got to three. And so it didn't. It stayed at two and a half. And I decided to bet the game anyway. So one of my rules is when the line is two and a half, I really only bet the line if I think the line should be more than a field goal. So my number said New England should be a half a point favorite in this game. For me to have value in that game, I need to get Patriots plus three. And I told myself if I got plus three, I was not only going to bet, but I was going to make my biggest bet of the year on New England. So I'm grateful that the line never got to three because it would have cost me a lot more money. But I talked myself into making a standard unit bet at two and a half because, you know, I could be spending so much more money. So I talked myself into it. I didn't use the check, even though I still liked New England plus two and a half. Having the check, the value, hey, I need to get a deal here. I need to get three points It would have kept me from betting. And when you have those disciplines and you enact them consistently over time, you're going to save yourself from betting a lot of losses. It's a mistake that I've made throughout the year. I've done it about three or four times where I've just said, God, my narrative is so strong here. I got to play it. And look, my narrative was probably half right in that game. I didn't think Carson Wentz would be able to rule the day. I mean, the guy had five completions in the game, but but shame on me because I thought the Patriots would hold Jonathan Taylor in check and anything but that panned out to be true. The point is, I made this, I've done this mistake. It's it's too many times now, but I'm going to be honest about it. Because I lacked the discipline to lay off the Patriots game, it made me a little gun-shy to bet the Saints game. And it was easier to talk myself off of it. Now, I'm trying this morning in hindsight to not just say, well, had you bet it, the Saints would have won, you would have won, therefore not betting it was a bad decision. I kind of believe that, but I'm reading a book. It's by Annie Duke. It's called Thinking in Bets, and I just started the book, but one of the concepts she refers to early is called resulting, where when people evaluate whether decisions are good decisions or bad decisions, they only weigh them against the results. So... Didn't bet on New Orleans and New Orleans would have won? Bad decision. Had I bet on New Orleans and they had won? Oh, it would have been a good decision. But I'm really trying to evaluate it. I had 
some things in my notes, one of which was I don't think this is the same Saints team when they're missing both of their starting tackles. They were missing them both last night. That's a good reason not to bet the game. Now, New Orleans, they ran the ball you know, diligently, but result-wise, they only got two yards of carry, so they struggled running the football. And let's face it, there wasn't any offense in that game. It was just that their defense played like world beaters, limiting the Bucks to zero points and even zero attempts in the red zone. For me to evaluate that game and say, oh yeah, I saw that coming, would have been silly. My evaluation was actually sort of on. Without those tackles, New Orleans struggled offensively. And without Sean Payton, boy, they really didn't do anything very clever in order to generate points. Look, Dennis Allen did a great job in that game, and I probably overestimated the value of the coach on the field, but I'm trying to come to terms that better to walk away when something is reasonably off, and the tough part, and what I'm trying to do better at, and what I think all amateur bettors could really benefit from, is not base all of your results as good decision, bad decision. In other words, evaluate the decisions on the process about the factors that were into play. Were those things that were important? Did I stick to my principles? Did I stick to my own standards? And don't get so caught up in the wins and losses, because those can be somewhat random. And when you have a solid decision-making process, when you walk into Sunday with a betting plan, when you know what boxes need to be checked in order for you to pull a trigger, when you know what games are lacking the value that you need to walk away from, you can really bet more consistently And then you have enough of a sampling that you can evaluate the betting system and then make adjustments. But what I've really tried to do this season is I've been working hard on my power ratings. I mean, my power ratings are everything to me this year. And and look, I know I'm not that good of it. I'm not a world-class handicapper. But I told myself I'm not going to bet any games this year unless they get the check of my power rating system. Now, I've had four or five games where I had what I'll refer to as fair market value. The line wasn't really giving me much, but I wasn't betting a bad line. I was really just paying the price I should pay for it without getting any kind of discount. Now, that still doesn't make it good, but it's not like I was betting bad numbers. And I'm going to do that with rigidity through the end of the year. Now, does that mean that's how I'm going to bet for the rest of my life? No. But I told myself I was willing to do it for an entire season so I can do a fair evaluation on the process. And that's what I'm in the midst of now. And it hasn't all gone all that way, all that well. But what I figure out more than anything 
is when I make one bad decision, I get a little overeager and bet, or I get a little gun shy and don't bet. It has effects that linger on to other games, and I got to get out that. In order to be a successful better, you have to have a short-term memory. You can't get caught up in what doesn't work, and you can't get caught up in what works either. A lot of times people start getting hot, and then they start thinking, well, I can bet all these games that I normally would have the discipline to pass on. You can't do that either. What everyone should do, you shouldn't do it. Don't, don't do it my way. You don't have to do power ratings. You don't have to have a system. You're not taking the picks me and Mike are given. Hopefully, you're not taking the picks me and Mike are given and betting them. But you've got to set your own parameters. You've got to have your own system. You've got to have your own checks. And then you'll really learn about yourself as a better. There'd be a lot of mornings where I would be real upset at myself for not betting that Saints game. Especially considered I'm 0-9 in my last 9 cash bets. But I'm not being deterred, and this is all something new. The COVID protocols this weekend. Me not having a better game on Sunday. Me not being upset and mad at myself on Monday. It's a whole new world but it's a world where I'm learning and I really believe I'm coming, becoming a better, better. And for those of you listening, I hope you can get just one iota from this that you can incorporate into your own betting strategies and get a little better as well. This week, Christmas week, so me and Mike are going to be doing the podcast on Wednesday. You can download it. Please do download it along with this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And we really appreciate you listening. And I promise you this. Me and Mike are going to do a show this week. It'll be short and sweet. But it's going to be something different. It's going to be something that I promise you don't hear on any other gambling podcasts mainly because it's one of the squarest ideas I've ever had. But hey, this is the Sharp Square Podcast, and that's what we do. See you later this week.